The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That is it! Bobby Green in round one! I just want to tell everybody I'm here to impact people, inspire people, motivate people. Bobby King Green! Oh, there's a tap! Misha Sertunov! Wow! I can take a punch, I can take a kick, I can take all that. Misha Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Today, I don't know, there's been reports that, um, a little bird fell out of a nest and, and broke his beak. So Jimmy's not here today. No, he's, nothing happened to Jimmy. That's all <laughs> Let me start this off right. Listen, Jimmy's fine. He has some construction at the house. But, hey, listen, my co-host today, I couldn't be happier. I mean, listen, I mean, you know, I like Phoenix also. But listen, Dean Thomas, the great <laughs> Dean Thomas. What up, what up, what up? Man, I wish I had a uh, an applause button. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. That's the applause. Can I say, can I, listen, first of all, we have Misha, excuse me, we have Misha Kirkinoff on, did I say that right? Sirkinoff, Sirkinoff. Sirkinoff. The way I pronounce shit, I, I would just, I would get the, I would finally learn how to pronounce it, then I'd be like, all right, back to you, DC. I, <laughs> I cannot do that, that um, coach's corner. You, I'll tell you, you're really, you're really good at that. Oh, I've been working on it, you know what I'm saying? Sirkinoff, <laughs> no? Sirkinoff. That's what I thought I said that. Misha no, no, you said, no, you said uh, Kirkinoff, and then before you said something else. I said Jerkinoff. Listen, <laughs> Misha Sirkinoff. That's it. Yeah, Misha Sirkinoff. And uh, a name I could pronounce is Bobby Green. Yeah. And Bobby Green, I'll tell you, he's looking to seize an opportunity because not a lot of people are trying to fight uh, Islam, Makachov. You know what I mean? They're, no. not, they're, not, they're not jumping in there to fight him. And I really found it interesting, uh, Dean Thomas. I can't just say Dean. Uh, I watched I watched Islam on um, DC's show, DC's mm-hmm. talk show, and uh, or his podcast. And he, I watched some of the, I watched a clip of it, and he was literally la- just out loud, just laughing at Bobby Green's wrestling. 
He goes, no, come on. He might have watched some wrestling on TV, but, you know, he's a box. I guess he's basically a boxer. No, he's shitting on his wrestling. Yeah, he's shit on his wrestling? He better be careful, man. Listen, and I'll ask Bobby Green about this, too. Bobby Green beat Jacob Volkman, who was a, a – I don't know if he was a national champ, but he, he was a really strong wrestler from Minnesota. He couldn't hold Bobby Green down. That's interesting. Yeah. So people, people shit on it. You might shit on his wrestling, but you go back and, and ask Bobby Green about his wrestling. He's wrestled extensively through California. Now, is it because he's got such good head movement and such good hands? Uh, he, he rolls with the punches probably better than anybody I've seen in the UFC. He's up there with the best of them. Is that why he doesn't utilize his wrestling? I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, you never really see him use it offensively. Like, he only uses it sometimes offensively. But defensively, like, man, he creates these scrambles, man, that you can't hold him down. Like, he's like a cat. It's very interesting. I'm I'm happy he stepped up. I was upset about uh, Benil uh, Darnoush getting injured because I was <laughs> say his name. Say his name again. Benil Darnoush. <laughs> Darnoush. What is yeah, it? It's Dariush. Dariush. What I say. Darnoush. Are you here just to break my balls? <laughs> <laughs> Dean Thomas. Listen. It's basically it starts off with a few A's. Ready? Ready? Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Dean, are you working this weekend on these? No, days? I'm not. I'm not working this weekend. No. You've been busy, man. You've been traveling. I know, man. I'm, I am working the uh, Masvidal Covington fight, though. Hey, man. You took your last shit from that fucking Covington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think us and all the audience, they've seen that guy. He has. What happens is whenever that guy does an interview, he already has. He's got his shit loaded. He yeah, has locked and ready. So I know, I know. He's, he's calling you, uh, what does he call you? Woodley's water boy. And you, I don't think, this is what I think. I think he got you, he got you, you know, with your pants down. I think he got yeah, you. He, off, called me, he, called, he called me off guard. You know what I'm saying? He got me. He caught me off guard. You're in your friendly uh, interview mode. Yeah. You might have been wearing an ascot. I don't know. <laughs> an ascot. But I don't know. You. I'll tell you, you, I like your style. But he got you a little unprepared. He did, man, totally. He kind of got you just, okay, he's smiling. But he doesn't realize. He doesn't realize that you're a civilized warrior. He doesn't know. Right. That kid was in diapers when you were fucking heel-hooking Jens Pover in Japan. Do you understand? That's right. Does he, he know who you fought? Does that's he know what I'm you saying. Survived? You fucking survived in the cage with me? Does he know that you, I'm sorry. I should, you, you got to win. Let's just say you got to win over. What is that, <laughs> like a mask? Yeah, man, I'm wearing. I got a mask right well, now. What's going on with you? Well, I'm I'm in the office. You're in the office. Yeah, the office like, policy, man. Yeah, you're by yourself, though. I know, but but that's why it's not up. It's, I just keep it here, just because, like, you know how to listen. It's just easier. You know what I'm saying? It's just easier. Well, listen. You know what's good? No, it's really exciting. I believe we got Misha Serkinov in the, uh, the the waiting room. Let's get Misha in here. How are you, buddy? Good, good. How are you? Good, man. Good. Is this? I believe this is the first time you're on here. Is that correct? Hey, yeah. I hey, don't Misha, think I ever, can you flip yeah. your phone to be? Uh, yeah, that way. There we go. I there like, we go. I like the way Dean Thomas 
I act like he knows how to work all the tech. We just told him to do the same thing. <laughs> that was why I did it because they just told me I was like, if I gotta do it, Misha gotta do it. <laughs> Every everybody's gotta do it. Better yeah. angle. It's all about angle and lighting. It is. So Misha, how we feeling, buddy? I mean, how we feeling for this fight? Uh, for this one, I feel really good. Actually, better than ever. The weight cut is going good. Uh, I feel. I still feel strong. Uh, I feel. I still have energy, which is good. And uh, yeah, I'm excited uh, for this one. Second time cutting, uh, like serious weight. But I think that second time doing it, I, I'm already more experienced, and I know what to look for and uh, how to recover better and how to regain the uh, power back. So that's the main thing for me. Now, Misha, I know what it's like to be coming off a couple of losses because I had a couple back-to-back, including this fucking guy right here. He beat me one time. So I had two losses. They cut me. I had to work my way back in. You, you're coming off two losses. Is it, is it, I know, I, is it stressful or are you just keeping in mind why you enjoy being in there? Where's the head at? Where's our head at? It's, it's interesting how you put it in, and it's exactly the same way. Like, you know, there's a lot, like MMA is such a crazy sport. It's like a roller coaster, you know? You win, you win. Everyone talks about you. You're on top of the world. You can be the best. You can beat this guy. This. You have a couple losses, like split decision or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, but I, I don't care. I'm actually, I've, I've been just training a lot, and I've been enjoying MMA again. I've been enjoying the sport again, and uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to put my skill against his skills, and I've been working really hard, and I'm just excited to have a great performance. Like, I don't care what happened before, what's going to be in the future. I know that this Saturday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to, like, hurt the guy, you know? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready for this one. Yeah, I mean, I know what it's like. I mean, it's, it could be it – could, it could take the fun out of it. It's like, listen. I remember personally, I had to remember like, all right, what I get in this, I like to fight. I enjoy fighting. That's what I like to do. That's what I'm made for. So why am I overthinking this? Why am I, what if happened? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if my aunt had balls? She'd be my uncle. I mean, listen, you can't get crazy about these things. Misha. You know, hundred percent. You can overthink things. You can do this, but at the end of the day, you just got to do you. You just got to enjoy. You just got to remember why you do it. And uh, yeah, just, you know, just have, have fun at the end of the day too, you know? Yeah, it's easy to not like the sport, but what are like what's the most thing you don't like about like fight week or going or getting ready for the fight? I mean, now the only thing I don't like is just uh the kind of the process of cutting weight, you know, that last week is kind of like it's like a real week, you know, all your senses, all your you getting more agitated and all that. So just just making the uh, making the weight now. Outside of that, like everything is fine. Training is good. Uh, like I haven't, I don't have a single injury, which is very kind of unique because usually, you know, you train, you always have like little kind of tears or whatever. And uh, yeah, no, I feel really good physically and mentally, which is I'm very very happy, and I'm just excited to go in and put a, a great show. Um, and, uh, yeah, ideally I would like to get a stoppage. It's so funny when Dean's asking you, what do you hate about, uh, what do you don't like about fight week? Would have been best. It would have been great if you said, ah, the fucking interviews. Not only yeah. <laughs> media. <laughs> I would have been like, what? <laughs> hey, Misha, for the guys that, for the people that don't know you, 
Where, where did you grow up and, and what discipline did you start with in the arts? I, I grew up, I was born in Latvia in Riga City, but I lived most of my life in Canada, in Toronto. And uh, my, my discipline, like my first sport that I fell in love with was uh, judo. It was uh, something that I actually competed at international level uh, as a junior. And even as a, I was a junior, but I competed as a senior. Uh, so I competed at a high level judo and then I started wrestling, jujitsu. Once I, once I discovered no gi, I was just like hooked, you know, and um, yeah, and everything kind of like went from there. And then when I was in high school, I got a chance to train in Vegas at the Cobra Kai with Mark Lehman back in the day. And Your best friend, Mark, uh, Matt. Oh, we know Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's talented. No, he's talented. <laughs> He's very good in jujitsu. Yeah, you know the beautiful thing was around that time, uh, YouTube and all the online. Nothing was kind of really available. It was still kind of days of kind of CDs and VCRs, and uh, it was cool to run into somebody who knows so much knowledge. How to, you know, how like you run into someone who knows jujitsu, and you're like, oh shit, like, like it's such a cool information that I definitely need to absorb it. You know. Speaking of judo, you started with judo. Judo is so effective, and yet you're not going to see around the states, at least. You're not seeing any. Uh, you'll see jujitsu schools popping up left and right now. Ton of karate schools, take one to all the arts. You're not seeing judo schools on every block. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know why, man. I, I think, think I know why. I think I know why, too. Your fucking <laughs> knees and your back. No, I'm, only kidding. I'm saying, like, no, man, judo is hard, man. I know. Like, it's very it, traditionally, it's hard. Like, jujitsu, man, got. You know, these guys sit around smoking weed all day. Judo, man, they be busting ass. Yeah, doing all the repetitions and all the entries and broken fingers and elbows and shoulders. And But judo, you know, judo is a, it's a great sport. It's like uh, you don't use too much energy to take somebody down, you know. And uh, in MMA, a lot of times, if you don't try to take someone down, you use so much energy. With judo, you know, from the clinch, you can do some trips inside, outside. and you can kind of use it in your favor when you both are tired and you have a little advantage from the clinch there. I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a huge advantage if you have a little bit of uh, balance and knowing what to do in terms of like judo clinch and balance, you know? No, it, it's different. It's a different sensitivity than the wrestling. It's, it's a beautiful thing when you see um, an old, like I see old tapes of like an old judo master, a little guy, just flipping guys. It's almost, it looks like legit, Steven Seagal stuff, but not the bullshit. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like stuff that works. So yeah. it is a beautiful art, but I just, because of people blowing their knees out and everything else, I don't think there's going to, I don't think there's going to be any explosion at judo school. And I, I also, I also think what hurt judo a lot. I also think what hurt judo a lot is that constant change of the rules, constant change of, you know, back in the day, you, you, you know, you, you're doing a throw, you can grab uh, the, the opponent's pants. And you kind of drive him in and kind of like do a takedown like that, kind of like a, you know, kind of like a single pickup using the pants where then they implement that you're not allowed to grab the pants. You're not allowed to grab like the belt for more than three seconds. So all these rules, the more you start adding rules and rules and rules, all those old school guys that have their own moves and been competing worldwide and all of a sudden they're like started getting more limited and yeah. you know it's the same thing as you know in jiu-jitsu you start saying oh no you're not allowed to do arm bars all of a sudden or you're not allowed to do half guard or you know certain positions and you're like hold on it's 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 not a full package anymore you know 
It's funny you say that about the rule system. I seen an old tape. I, it might have been when I was living with Rodrigo Gracie. He might have showed me. It's it's around somewhere. It was the Gracie brothers. It was um, I believe Horion Hoyler, and some of the brothers. They went to a judo club in the. I mean, it must be late eighties or something. And the, so they're tapping these judo guys out. So those a couple of times the judo players would get to their feet, and they'd be like, "That's mate." And one of them goes, that's my mate, you dumb son of a bitch, or something like that. Like, like in other words, you're supposed to let go when they get to the feet. But meanwhile, Hoyler's sitting there, not, the guy's not tapping. He's fucking <laughs> mate or whatever. So in judo, I believe when you get to your feet, you have to let go of the arm bar. Is that how that works? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, rules where if you're applying, for example, you're applying the arm bar or whatever, right, and the opponent lifts you up and is fully in the air, then you're supposed to, be, you're supposed to stop because he lifted you full in the air and he can kind of like slam you in the head, but he's not doing that. Therefore, usually they call a stop. Or if your gi is under, sorry, if your gi is over your chin and your chin is under it and you're not, you don't have a full-on neck, then they call mate as well because it's not a full-on choke on the neck. It's kind of more like a jaw crusher. So then that's when I, I remember, I'll never forget the first time going into like a real jiu-jitsu school. And I remember um, uh, some uh, Mark, I think Mark, I was trying to roll a lot with him, with Mark Lehman. And I remember he like caught me, my mouth was open and he caught the rear naked choke and my mouth was open. I'm like, oh, if I don't tap, I'm going to lose my jaw, you know? So, and that's the first time where I remember in judo, they would call it mate and here I, I better like tap in time or I lose my jaw. And that's where I felt like, okay, one is a sport and one is more of like a, a real combat art, you know, and where you don't have like, oh, if it's under your nose, you can use the nose to dig under the neck, you know, where in other those other sports, like Olympic sports, like judo, you're not allowed. They want to have it more kind of like for the TV, for the general public, right? Hinato uh, Moicano just uh, finished Alexander the Great with that. He got away on his mouth. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You might be tough, but you're going to be fucking trap jaw from He Man. <laughs> That's the opposite. Coming off. <laughs> yeah. And some people, you know, everyone has different opinions and different. Me, I always look, I'm like, listen, you cut the joint. It's the same thing. You know, you cut somebody in an arm bar. So what do you do? You're trying to bend it, his arm the opposite way where it doesn't bend. You know, it bends this way, but it doesn't bend the opposite. So you, you're doing the, you're bending it the wrong way in a perfect form. So you're creating a good uh, leverage, right? So it's called arm bar. So I, it's the same thing as, you know, you attack someone's uh, uh, chin or jaw, you know? It's the same thing. It doesn't move. It doesn't go beyond there. So you attack. So it's, to me, it's not a crank. It's a beautiful submission. Same as, you know, when you attack someone's neck, and you twisting it to the side. Some people call it a neck crank, you know. But if you break it down, you actually can see that no, it's a, it's a, it's a neck bar. You know, it's a neck bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, instead of breaking the arm, you'll break their neck. <laughs> yeah, it's a neck bar. And if you if you don't if you don't uh, tap, it's going to be a neck bar. You know, it's going your neck is going. So same's kind of like arm bar. So why it's not an arm crank? You know, why it's always only the neck crank? So. Uh, you can find any 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 basically uh, joint and then bend it the wrong way and there's a submission, right? I think we're starting to talk about catch wrestling. <laughs> 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 and those guys are just those guys are just like 
Crack that's your nose fucking bar. That fucking <laughs> but hey, and then they 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 crank your nose, they get your neck, and yeah. you know, yeah, it's not exactly the gentle law, but I got you. Hey, <laughs> any way to any way to make them say uncle? Yes, yes. Away from all the MMA stuff, what do you like to do? Are you a family man? You have a family, or are you single? I'm I'm married, and we're working on. Uh, we want to have kids now. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So, what do you like to do? Unrelated to MMA, you have any hobbies that we should know about? I just I like um, I live in Vegas now, and the Vegas we have like a lot of uh, like mountains here. So I've been doing a lot of uh, mountain biking, like riding a bicycle through the mountains, and uh, it's a great workout, but also it's super fun. You know, it's you feel it's kind of like a roller coaster for adults. You know, it's um, you go down the hill, you just a little, little, little kind of like a jump and you feel even if it's like a one inch off the ground, but you feel those G forces, you know, it's and you, you feel like alive. And uh, so, yeah, I've been doing uh, that. And do you do that by yourself? It's kind of dangerous to go by yourself, right? Uh, it's dangerous. Sometimes I go with people, but um, I've been writing already for a quite some time and it's it, 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 like I, I don't I don't do crazy stuff I don't I don't try to uh, make a highlight reel for Instagram or anything you know I I, I do have good times you know and uh, sometimes push it get some jumps but nothing nothing crazy because uh, I do see helicopters carry people out from those areas a lot in Vegas and that's like you know what's nice about that it's like an active rest like it's a day on a Sunday where you're just chilling out do that is for some downtime, but you're still getting something in. For sure. And uh, there's a huge biking community too, mountain biking community in Vegas too. So there's like a lot of really nice people that ride bikes and, you know, you meet a lot of good people, make good connections and it, it's good times. I can picture Dean Thomas like baby boy with that laid back thing with a bunch of kids behind him. Dean Thomas, you know what I'm talking about? I'll be, I'll be like Debo. I'll be like Debo on his bike. Yes. The, the slow music playing in the background. Doo-doo, doo-doo. Yeah. Where's my 40, homie? That's yeah, what, what you got on my 40, homie? But yeah, no, it's a, it's a different experience. Like mount, like just riding a bike and mountain biking in Vegas in particular, like uh, I highly recommend for anyone who comes to Vegas before going and drinking and partying and all that, you know, maybe spending... Uh, going into the mountains, checking out some cool scenery, getting a great, uh, fun workout, trying something new. And it, it's a fun thing to do for sure. But Misha, who do you, who are you training with now? Because I remember when you first hit the scene, it was said that you were kind of rogue and you were just like kind of travel around and train with a lot of different people. And you, you still had a lot of success doing that. But now you seem to settle down in your camp. So who are you with now and what made you decide to settle down? I mean, I, like, it's not like I settled down. I, I try, I train with whoever, uh, like the other, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I kind of started training with a new training partner, uh, Shlemenko Rama. Uh, he's a, he used to fight at 205. Uh, now I believe he's a heavyweight. Um, Tim Johnson, Ronnie Marks, Marcelo Nunes, uh, uh, Denise Tulin, who's been helping with uh, Sean Strickland, some guys from extreme. I just try to train with every, like whoever wants to train, whoever has good energy, who wants to do good rounds and, and just, just work. And yeah, I, I like, I don't say, Oh, he trains for this gym. I don't train. I just try to train with whoever wants to get better and kind of share similar, you know, if you want to roll or wrestle or grapple, 
you know, not looking to, you know, break anything or knock someone out or hurt somebody, you know, just train and get better. You're like a Ronin. You're like a, a, a masterless samurai. Yeah, just, you know, I just, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, when, when, I, when I was just didn't have any friends when I came to Canada and I couldn't speak the English, all I was doing, I was doing judo. I was going to local YMCA, lifting weights, doing judo. And, you know, that's, that's where I find my peace and my happiness, you know. Like after a good workout, you feel amazing. Release all the endorphins, you know, you feel great. And it's it's all about that. That's I just continue doing so. And whoever shares the same kind of like qualities and wants to get better and on the same page, we just train. And you know, any gym, any any gym, any place, we can train outside too. Parts. I love that. I love that. I love that attitude. That's a fantastic attitude. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to this weekend. You're fighting Wellington Terman. All right. And uh hey, all our best. All our best, Misha. We want you coming back on. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd love to be on too. I would love to be on and Definitely. pick your brain too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey man, that'll take like two seconds, and then we'll uh, speak on to something else. <laughs> You'll be like, all right, what comic books, VR? Aren't you fifty? I'm out of here. No, I'm always kidding. Hey, yeah. Misha, man, thanks for coming on, brother. All our best. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, my man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's great, man. Listen, I like him. Yeah, me too. I like him a lot. And I think, you know, listen, his, you know, his last, his last fight, you know, split decision of uh, Jocko, uh, Christoph, Christoph Jocko, that, you know, that's one yeah. of those things. It is a split decision. And that was, I mean, that was a new weight class for him. So, I mean, he was, like he said, he was trying to get used to it, but now he's got a little bit more experience with the, you know, making that cut and, you know, feeling what he can feel like, feeling what his body's going to feel like during the fight. So he should probably be a little bit better off. He's a judo player. And like what you say, hey, judo know what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, you're going to use that one, you motherfucker. Hey, Shorty Torres. Hey, judo players. What? A- <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, man. Shorty moved out. Oh, fuck. What happened? He's behind on rent? Yeah, basically. <laughs> what happened to Shorty? Now he moved out, man. He he got he got surgery, so he's gonna um, you know, live closer to where he's doing his rehab. Ah, worry, man. Give him my best. I like yeah. that my height. You know that. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, Dean Thomas. What the hell was I gonna bring up to you now? You know what I want to thank? Who I want to thank? I want to thank Starbucks. 
Starbucks for sure. Yeah. You know why? Why? Well, they kept me on my diet the other day. I was in the airport, Dean Thomas, and now listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love, I like the Starbucks espresso. I usually get a dopio, maybe a little sugar-free vanilla, throw a stevia in there. But I saw a chocolate chunk cookie. So you listen, I just this is after I seen you. This is after our list looking for a fight. I'm in JFK and I'm like, you know what? Let me get this cookie. So I'm like, listen, that thing's been there who knows how long. I go, wait, uh, and they normally do this. Could you heat that up for me? They usually throw that in the oven. Yeah. It's not unheard of. No. You know what he told me? What? All right, that's going to be a 60 cents to heat it up, though. What? I go, wait a minute. I go, wait one minute. It's already almost a $5 cookie. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> these cents? To, and I'm not, dude, I'll throw this in. I don't care about 60 cents. I'm not about that guy. Like, yeah, no, nah, but it's, it's the principle of it. It's more the fucking principle of it. So I want to thank them for being so fucking stingy and kept me on my diet. I go, ah, you know what? Fuck the cookie. <laughs> I go, really? Oh, I didn't take the nah, I'm not, It's not the point of the 60 cents. Yeah, it's, it's point. right. It's like when I go into a store, like a 7-Eleven, they're like, all right, it's going to be a dollar for a bag. I go, really? A fucking dollar for a bag? Wait, is this a magic bag? Is there a <laughs> I put my hand in this bag. Am I pulling out a fucking rabbit? What's in that bag? Is there some fucking beans that grow a beanstalk in that fucking bag? <laughs> I'm sorry, D. Donovan, listen. No, you're right, man. Listen. And, and, that's, and that's why I like you, man, because you are a man of principle. Damn. A man of principle. You know, more than anybody I know. More than anybody I know. It could hurt and me. I like that. Oh, Dean Thomas. You know what I like? I like when you do posts about me. Thank you the other day. You gave me a shout out on your Instagram. Just for the heck of it. Just for the heck of it. Here's a shout out to my, my dog that would take a, I don't know if you call me a dog, but you said to my butt, I, see, sometimes I try to act a little too hip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I said, I, I was just, you, you, right, what'd you say? No, I was saying like, I said, I, uh-oh. What? Are you, what? You, am I, I still there? Why'd I lose you now? Oh, I get the compliment. Oh, right, here I go. No, I said, I said, here's a shout out to my dog. And yeah. I said oh, they would take a bullet. They would take a bullet for me. Ooh. And I was hoping that you was going to say, "Man, I ain't taking no damn bullet for you." Dude, <laughs> I was so going to say that, but I was in like, uh, dude, I don't know. I might have just smoked. I was in a happy mood. I'm like, oh, he likes uh, my friend. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I appreciate you. I said, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was. I was, was going to say, ah, maybe like a, maybe like a a, a, a BB, maybe like a BB gun. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Maybe for a, a Nerf gun. <laughs> Yeah, a bullet from a Nerf gun. I should have said that. Talk about, talk about a missed opportunity. And if I know you, that's the only reason you put it up there. It had nothing to do with my, you were just going, you weren't shouting out Tyron lately or anybody. You're doing it just to fucking set up a good, you're giving me a nice fucking, uh, fucking uh, layup? No. What are you giving uh, me? No. You're giving me the old, where I get to hit it out of the park. What are you giving me? The old, uh, yeah. Uh, let, uh, you know, lobbing up a softball. Yeah, it's too long to say. Well, it's, oh, it will be an alley oop. I gave you an alley oop. Give me the slam dunk. Bobby oop. Yeah. Bobby Green is ready to go. Oh, Bobby Let's Green. Bobby Green in here. He like a member of the dip set. He <laughs> <laughs> like that. What is Bobby, up, guys? What's up? What's up? Bobby, listen, man. You're coming off of, first of all, congratulations on your last fight. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you. I mean, Dude, 
you made the, I'm not saying you made it look easy, but you didn't, it, you made it, you looked masterful in there. He had his guard up and the way you were splitting it down the middle, your head movement, it, it was just, it was uncanny because Nazareth's no fucking punk. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, before I say anything, I just want to give honor to you guys, Matt, Sarah, all the work you put into this fucking thing. Dean Thomas, you know, I fucking love you too. So shout out to you guys before I say anything. You guys are fucking legends of the sport. And I'm so glad that you guys are continuing on and staying with it. You know, Dean always got some funny shit going on. He keeps <laughs> putting adding a spice to MMA, you know? So I think it's dope. So now you're thinking about the fight. Dean is taking um, over, though. Dean's all over the place. Anybody? All over the place. I got him, man. <laughs> Dean broke me down so, so cold. Like, I'm like, he he really knows what I'm doing. Like, so Bobby Green does this. I'm like, God damn, he's telling all the secrets. <laughs> hey, man. If, I had, if yeah. I had to have any one of my soldiers fall raging out, at least it's to a gentleman like you. You Thanks, sir. I, that's what I was a little worried. I was like, man, <laughs> this may not, he may come at me a little crazy. You no, know? no, Bobby Green, don't you know, don't get me wrong. See, that the, the gentleman up to our left, he he gave me some stitches also. And now he's like my BFFFF. So we, yeah. actually, we spent some time in the cage together, me and this guy. And yeah, had a house yeah. together. We actually spent yeah. too much time together. And I love Al. I love Al, by the way. Al's done some great things in the sport too, you know? He, he, yeah, you guys are cut from that cloth, man. So let me ask you, man. I saw Islam, and uh, I saw him on DC's uh, podcast. And when DC brings up your wrestling degree, I, and listen, I'm no shit stirrer. I'm like you guys. I'm, I'm in the fight game. I'm not some journalist. Like, hey, he said this. Let me hold your coat. You guys are gonna fight anyway. I'm just saying. This guy's almost laughing at your wrestling. No, literally, he was laughing. So, like, I might watch it on TV because these these Dagestani guys they hold their wrestling to a higher degree than the other. Yeah. They really and, uh, you know, one thing is, what, why, I want to know, is it because you're so great with your hands that you don't choose to do your wrestling? Was there a time in your career that you were slamming guys? Or, or my, did I miss that? Yeah, yeah, when I first came in, I was doing a lot more wrestling. You know, I love to put a guy on his head, double him and slam him down, you know? And then I realized, like, I think Gaethje said it was, realizing the energy it takes to do some of these things, you know, especially if you're fighting five-round fights. You can make a mistake and, and get a little, uh, little dry toward the end. Like you, you exhausted your energy, you know. And hopefully he doesn't make that mistake. Dean Thomas, you were bringing up a certain stud wrestler that could not keep Bobby Green down. Can you bring that up again to me? Oh yeah. So I mean, people say what they want about your wrestling, but first off, R.J. Clifford, my buddy who I do a show with, was talking about like he knew you from high school. How, how much of a badass you were in high school. He remembered you from high school. But the fight that stands out to me is Jacob Volkman. I mean, that seems like a fight that it should be like on paper. Like Jacob Volkman had all the credentials of, you know, one of the top wrestlers in the country. And he couldn't do shit to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volkman made a, I feel like this is a similar situation where Volkman said the same things about me. He was kind of laughing and called me a street thug, you know? And I took that real personally. Oh, he don't think I know anything. He thinks I just got here by some punches and some kicks. He's like, he's going to come out and he's going to punch and kick. Like, no, he don't know that. My wrestling pedigree, he doesn't know that I got jujitsu. You know, I'm a purple belt. I put the work in, you know, um, to get here. And so I feel like Islam's making the same mistakes. You know, he's 
He's just like, oh, well, I'm going to go tool him and take him down. And, and, and they have real pride in their wrestling. But I just feel like another thing, too, is that I chose not to wrestle because it's not entertaining, you know? A lot of these fans don't want to see those things, you know? They want to see action. They want to see guys getting smashed. They want to see guys get hit in the face, you know? Um, so it's not so interesting. So I've always kind of shied away from it more because the fans will start, boom, get up, stand them up, you know? And you got to be selling, like, you got to be a little bit more of the product you're selling. And what is it that that uh, your fans want to see, you know? What is it that, that we're selling? I'm selling entertainment. I'm selling excitement. And, and be honest, it, his fights are cool. Like, but I was bored most of his fights. Even when he finishes, guys, it was still a boring fight up until the finish. It's fucking boring. You know, it doesn't, it's not uh, appeasing to the eye. But Same what do you, Bobby, where do you draw that line? Because, like, at some point, like, doing it for the fans, you can sacrifice your, you know, Winning, you can sacrifice winning trying to do it for the fans. So at what point do you draw the line and go, all right, now I need to just get serious and focus on winning as opposed to entertainment? Um, okay, let me check you. Let me try, try this out for you real quick. No, there is no line. There is no line. Because I've been true to myself then when I could have wrestled guys. It's the same way now is, is entertainment's first. You know what I mean? Like, that's what got me here now. That's why people are starting to kind of catch on now and see who I am. But I've been doing the same thing since the beginning. And so entertainment comes before all that. Like, you guys, are, I don't say you, but they're all worried about winning. They don't care if it's boring. They don't care if they only threw four punches in the fight. They don't care. As long as they win, they're, they're good. That's fine. That's for those guys. But for me, it, it's, a, it's a different animal. I'm in here to impress I'm in here to motivate somebody. I'm in here to get somebody up out of their feet and go, oh, God. You know, they're just into it more. This stuff that they're doing is just boring. Now, now I listen, I like your mindset. I really do. And that's why you're in the position you're in. And I'll tell you, you have been winning. And then even that you had the, the, um, the loss to the Raphael. But still, it's not like you're in there getting beat up. I mean, that was a fucking close fight, competitive. Uh, if you look at the numbers, they had double the numbers. Right? What's that? I know. I thought that fight was a lot closer than it the numbers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's so like baffling to me because like if you go back and just check all the scorecards and all the fights, I've mostly got double the numbers of all these guys. Okay? Of all my opponents. I got double the numbers and I've been robbed. And it's okay. I had to get broken down and I'll come back and, and, I'll, and I'll rebuild. And, and it's okay. If the judges don't get it, it's okay, but long as the fight was good and people thought it was entertaining, I'm okay with that at the end of the day. If you got that decision, which, you know, a lot of people think you should have got, I mean, you, things are just, it seems like they're clicking now at 35. Not to throw the number at you, I mean, but I mean, it, it, why is it, why, what is, what has, I don't know, what has changed? I, I, I see you fighting similar, but are you just more on point? I don't, is it more confident? What has changed in these last in these last how many fights, few fights? Because you're looking just on point mentally and physically. Sir, nothing has changed but the day. Okay. I've been doing this since the beginning and it ain't gonna stop. I've been doing the same things as you watch them, watch all the fights. Yeah. I've been the same guy. I still go, what's up? You know, I still be uh, uh, uh. nothing's changed, you know, it hasn't changed at all. Um it's been the same stuff. Like, the only person I felt like that actually did work on me was Dustin. Dustin finished me. And it was because I went, what's up? 
And he just threw a combination right in between it. Bop, bop, caught me. And I was rocked ever since. I couldn't get my feet back together. And I tried to, even then, I could have wrestled. But I was like, man, I'm not no bitch. I'm not going to go and just be like, hugging on a leg and trying to survive. No, I'm still fighting like I'm a warrior to the end, to the end. And then he got me on the head and I went down. It's funny that you, you talk about that fight. Dustin told me that in that fight, while you were, while he was hitting you, you were still saying, you hit like a bitch. You hit like a bitch. No talking to him. Still like he was talking, to you, you was talking hey. shit the whole time. You've been doing that your whole career, no? Your whole career. The whole career. I've been doing this. And then, so I started listening to my critics a bit. And I started saying, oh, he talks too much. He talks too much. And so I kind of like, kind of shut up a little bit more and let my actions do the, the talking more. But at the same time, I believe it's mental warfare too, you know, is because I'll be telling guys certain things and it's really true. I don't say anything that's, that's uh, a lie. You know, like I never lie to anybody. If you hit me a good shot, I'll go good shit. You know, that was good. I don't go, uh, uh, you know, my God, I wasn't, or also go, you missed or I'll go. And I even see them guys like, I studied them so well that I'm like, you're going to throw that kick. Don't throw that kick. You know, I'm like, oh, he knew. So that's what it is. Really, it's just mental warfare. You know, I'm really in to this game. I'm really watching you. I'm really paying attention. I really pick up your, your, your uh, what is it? Uh, tendencies. There we go. Man, I'll tell you what, Houston really gave you an applause, man. Like everybody stood up for you and it was good to see because, Right now, what's happening to your career is it kind of reminds me, and I, I've said this before, it reminds me of what happened to George Miles, but I like he's been around for a long time. Then after one fight, you know, he just kind of exploded. That was the Ben Astro fight. But to me, it seems like it's very similar to what's going on in your career. You've been around for a long time, a really long time. But now it finally seems like the fans are catching up and, and learning who Bobby Green is. And I'm like, I love that, man. I love that, that now you're getting the recognition and, and you're handling it well. Like you, it seems like, you know, you're like, man, 35, I've been doing the same shit. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, everybody keeps telling me I get in the whole Jorge Madrigal rise, you know, I just try to stay humble, stay grounded, you know, um, being true to myself and what it is that I do, my, what my goal is and what my intentions are to inspire, to motivate people, you know, it's a little strange, you know, I was telling uh, Dana, I was in Dana, I'm like, Dana, before the fight, I was like, every interview we did, I looked at all the interviews. I looked at all the stuff and I said, listen, I got more numbers than Izzy. I was on the same card as Izzy. I'm like, I'm beating him on the numbers. Then they did the face off. I'm beating him on the numbers. I'm like, I'm bigger than the main event. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Dana, check this out. You know, look at the numbers. They pay attention um, so, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the numbers. And so the numbers is what, what, what make all these things move. You got to show them that it's just, you're valuable. This is a huge, every fight's a huge fight. We know this. But again, with the hype behind Islam, this is, this, this is just, an, I mean, I look at it as like a fucking hell of an opportunity. I mean, I don't, I mean, did you just jump at this when this was approached, when this was brought up to you? How did this get, how did you get approached with this fight? Um, my manager called me and was just like, hey, will you do it? You know, and I'm like, Jason, I'm 195 pounds. You know, like I love all you can eat sushi. Sushi's my favorite shit. And so I'm fat as shit. My girl's supposed to have surgery the next day. I find out 10 days before the fight. Um, and so I'm like, I'm supposed to be taking my girl to surgery tomorrow. She's having knee surgery. 
And she was there for my surgery. So I wanted to be there for her surgery. And I'm like playing with it all in my head for like a minute or two. I'm just like, nobody else wanted to step up. Like, oh, everybody else is being little bitches, you know? So let me move out the way, move out the way. I'm gonna show you how I do this shit. If y'all wanna be little bitches, I'm gonna show you how this shit go. Cause I just wanna keep it like for the real guys that who really do this, like you guys, you guys really did it, you know? And so I'm still trying to keep that alive, you know, keep the, the sport alive where all these guys are so soft these days. They're they're winning matches, you know, it's not even a fight anymore. It's a fucking match, you know, um, like I remember when you came in and fought George, you were like, I'm going to go in there and fucking knock his head off. You know, you went out there and you just fucking just took it to him. Yeah. That's the type of shit that we live for guys that do shit like that. You know, you took your opportunity, took it in the hand and snatched it, you know. I've seen guys with the opportunity and his fights that stick out into my, just like good fights stick out in your brain. So do the shit ones. I remember Jeff Munson versus Tim Sylvia. And I was watching that fight and it was a long striker versus a short stocky grappler. That fight sucked. Oh my God, did it suck? He was shooting it. He made it through five rounds and he would shoot in. He played it super safe Munson. And Tim Sylvia is just a big dork. And I remember watching that going, dude, I would rather just get taken out in, in just trying to take him out and go yeah. out with fucking shield than fucking, than that, you know? True warrior shit. True warrior shit. I'd rather go out on my shield than it'd be a boring, lazy fight. And some of these guys are okay with that. They're okay with just getting by. I'm not. I'm here to fight. And, so and I I'm- think that's why you resonate with the fans so well is that attitude because you're willing to do that. And that's, and that's the common denominator that I think this, the rest in everybody is that they want fighters to just go out like that. And I think that's great, man. I mean, that's, you're going to be around for a long time, as long as you want to be. Yeah. That's the question is how long, you know, I feel like I've got 42 fights, sir. You know, how much longer do I want to do this shit? You know, like, I didn't pick me. I didn't pick this. This was my second job. I was in a warehouse six days a week. And then I would go to Mexico and fight in Mexico and come back, you know, make 800 bucks and put it away. This shit picked me. I don't know how long I'm going to do this shit. What's, what's great about you and what's different between you and, say, like a Justin Gaethje. And I love, I, listen, love Gaethje. I love him, too. I love him, too. You're definitely leaving the sport with your brains. Not that he's not. I think he's still good. I mean, he still has it now. But God knows he takes some fucking shots. And, and God bless him, he can still take him until, until you can't take him. But I don't see anybody except for in boxing, maybe Floyd Mayweather. But in MMA, no one's who's doing the shoulder. Thomas, who's doing the shoulder rolls? Like no him? one. Like, I'm just, what like, the how fuck are you doing that? <laughs> I, no. I don't know, man. It's impressive to watch because, like, Ooh. you somehow can do that and avoid kicks, avoid takedowns. Like, you avoid everything. It's like, they say, all right, no, you can't shoulder roll. You can't have head movement because it kicks. But you disprove all that. I, yeah, I broke all the rules. You guys were trying to, they were trying to put these rules in. You can't put your hands down. You can't yeah. shoulder roll. You can't. No, I break all the rules and I made my own style. This is me and, I, and, and I'm unique at it. You know, nobody can do this. I'm the, I'm one of a kind, you know. So it's hard to prepare for me, too. It's because you don't find anybody else that breaks all the rules. They say, don't go into power hand. But I'll go into power hand. I just know how to challenge that hand. It's very interesting in this fight because takedowns, getting takedowns, like you said, is exhausting. If you get a guy down, you hold him down, great. But if you get a failed takedown and a guy gets back up, 
and that happens more than once, that is a fucking exhausting. So his whole thing, he's not even saying, all right, well, I can beat him anywhere. And I believe Javier Mendez, his trainer, who I hold in high regard, he was saying we could pick our poison with Bobby. I don't know about that. Islam's basically saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I should, with my wrestling, I should take him out in the first round. That's what Islam's saying. What happens when that doesn't happen? You know what I'm saying? Or if it doesn't happen? I mean, but it's up, you know, Bobby takes that away from him. Is he prepared for plan B? Because nobody ever made him use plan B. It's not that he can't strike, he can't. But I'm but saying that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the same thing that happened with Jacob Volkman, is that he just thought he's gonna go in there and tool me at the wrestling. I just have to wrestling with uh, an Olympic wrestler. And he's like, that's very interesting what you do. Like, they don't think I know how to wrestle, you know? I just put it in my back pocket. It's not that entertaining. Um, so I think Javi was bullshitting, you know? I think he's, <laughs> he's playing the bullshit, you know? But but if you look, into, if you look at the Dagestan wrestlers, they t- they're honest. Those Russians are honest. They tell you straight up what they're going to do, just how they're going to do it, you know? They don't really lie. And so... I think he's telling his own he's going to go in, shoot, and try to take me on the first round. Oh, 100%. Oh, no, I don't think it's I, I, – Javi might be playing the game, which a smart coach should, but Islam is 100%. I'm not saying he's overlooking you, but he's – you could say he's just extremely confident. But that makes – that for us, the guys that are in the know, it's fucking super exciting, man. Like, he got – what happens? He can't – he doesn't, hold, doesn't get you down. Or if he gets you down, you get back up. What the fuck, Dean Thomas? This is what everybody's going to tune in for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the best part about this fight is it's five rounds. So we get to watch five rounds of Bobby Green doing his shit, shoulder rolling, stunting on my. That, that's going to be entertaining. That's what I like. We get five rounds of that. Bobby. You know, it's the interesting part is that it's just like, to be honest, I'm kind of getting thrown in here, you know? We're going to be honest, you know, like I would like a little more time to, for preparation, you know, I'd like a little bit more for a five rounder. You know, I just did a three, not a five, you know. And so it's really all the chicks are stacked against me in a way. And then other people look at it like, well, you got nothing to lose. Like, I don't have a reputation or people aren't going to say anything like at the end of the day, it still goes L's and W's, you know, and that's all they kick your ass. And so it is what it is. I'm going to show the best me I could possibly show. That's all you could do. And you always do show up. You're, you're made for this stuff. Hey, Bobby, unrelated to MMA, we talked enough MMA right now. What do you like to do to unwind? Like, what? I mean, I'm not talking about smoking reefer or nothing. I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, you know, lose any spots or gain any right now. I'm just saying video games, reading books, watching movies, riding. We just talking to Misha. He likes riding bikes in the fucking canyons and fucking Vegas. What do you like to do to unwind? You said you got a girl now. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Mm. Besides training, you do improv like Dean Thomas. <laughs> I saw a little bit of that. I saw a little bit of that. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. He tried. He tried. Dean Thomas, that's. that's if I'm gonna answer your question, I don't know how to put it this, brother, but I'm kind of like a, a a workaholic. Like, yeah. I'm always busy with some type of something to make money. That's what I focus on is because why I've been broke all my life. And so I, I just like last year I was working in a warehouse still, you know, and so I'll go back to work. Um, I was an electrician. Um, I'm just always working. I just graduated from electrician school and I started doing electrician work. Did you really? Um, That's yeah, I, was, I do taxes. 
Um, I do everything that's going to turn to make money. Like, I don't know when this career will end, you know, especially when I wasn't getting anybody behind me. And I just started feeling like they're never going to get it. You know, people think I'm cocky, think I'm arrogant. They're never going to get it, you know. And so I kind of like I better start making some other plans for other things that I'm going to do, you know, instead of that. But like you said, I don't do much, brother. I just work, take care of my family. I'm a lover. So my uh, purpose is to make one woman find happiness, you know, which is very hard to do with a woman, but give her as much as happiness as I possibly can, you know? Nah, that's great, man. Nah, hey, listen, man, hey, listen. Sometimes, especially if you come from not a lot of money, and I remember like myself, like I'd always be afraid I'd be back in like that security guard booth. I'm like, ah, that clip on tie. I'd wake up and I'd go running. I'd fucking, you know what I mean? So it's good. It's good to have some shitty jobs when you're younger and have some hard times because it's like motivation. It's just, I don't want to, like, I would always joke around with Longo. I'm like, dude, I'm not going back to that booth. I was in a security guard fucking booth. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, but I security. I got my guard card. Oh, you do that too? I hate yes, it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so listen, I got three kids. One black, one white, one Mexican. And so there are three different places. And that's what I really like most of my time is being a dad. I got to love this one over here, then go love this one over here, and then love that one over there. But you're not doing enough for this one. And then this one's most mad about this, so I got to go over here. Like, I'm always busy with dad stuff, too. If I'm not doing dad stuff, or I'm not doing work stuff, that's, or I'm not doing love stuff, that's it. I don't really have much time for fun. Like, I don't play video games. Video games for me are for, for kids, you know? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm not with you on that. I'm sorry. But I'm with you on everything else but that. But I am a big kid, so you might be right with that. I'm not going to lie, Bobby Green. I like VR. But oh, I see, the VR has been pretty dope. I played it once. I played it once. But I haven't really, like, I haven't had no time to sit down, brother. Like, I haven't seen my kids in five weeks. Okay? When I go to camp, I haven't been there in five weeks. And then I'm supposed to see him this week and coming, and I get the call. Hey, yeah. you got another fight. And I'm going, I'm sorry, son. I was supposed to make your basketball game. He has his basketball championships. He's in the finals, and I can't make it. And so it's just like, it's a bit of everything. Brother. Nah, I hear you, man. That's great that you're doing that dad stuff. You know what I mean? Because it, it, the fact that it is bothering you that you can't make the basketball game, is that's big in itself. Because other guys wouldn't even give a shit. I'm just saying. I mean, that, that's big. Is that motivation for you, though, in terms of, you know, being successful because of what you have to sacrifice in order to do this? Is it motivation? Um, I don't know about motivation. I think I'm just every man's supposed to work. It's just how I tell my sons, you know, like like my youngest. My youngest is dealing with like, uh, well, you're always gone. Where's daddy? Where's daddy? Type of thing. I'm like, listen, every man has to work, son. This is what we do. We get up every day and we work. You know, your grandfather did it. Your daddy did it. This is what we do. We get up and we work. And you're not going to see me as much. That's why work comes first and making sure that I can provide for you. And, and your mom's there to nurture you and give you all the lovey. But I make the, I'm here to make sure that you have everything you need. That's good, man. So I guess that's the motivation. That's instilling the right values. That's good, man. You got them training at all when you're with them? With your kids, you get to do any yeah, training? Yeah, um, yeah. my son just kind of messes around with it. He's more into basketball. But my daughter, I think my daughter's going to be the next Ronda Rousey. Like, oh, that's she's great. got it. She's How got it. How old is she? She's seven. Okay, yeah, I have an eight-year-old. Eight, ten. You got some time, yes. Yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, it's cute having them training. I got all my three girls training jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. 
It's a necessity with the with the evil. That's there we go. Being, I was just about to say the same thing, especially for a woman, you know, especially for a woman. That's the way she can protect herself from a man, just through jujitsu. You know, you don't try to take him out of punch and yeah, you're gonna knock a guy out. You know, he's too big. He's physically stronger than you. But jujitsu changes those tables a little bit. You know, if you can use your leverage. Yeah. True, true. They get to a back. They can strangle somebody. They can break an arm. Yeah. With God, yeah. God, Herbert wants them in the guard. That's where they'll become dangerous and reverse and whatnot. Yeah, uh, exactly. it, like we said, yeah, it's a necessity. Well, hey, man, hey, listen, the fights this weekend uh, versus Islam Makhchuf, it's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. Main event, man. I mean, this is exciting, Bobby. Listen, we can't wait to watch. We're gonna have you back on soon, bro. All right, congrats cool. on all your success. Good, good. Yeah, man. You lay low, man. Be good. I appreciate you, Dean. Thank you for so much for supporting me, man. You really motivated me a lot uh, hearing somebody. You were the first person to get behind me, okay? Even the commentators were like been saying things about me, like, why does he do this and he shouldn't do that? You were the first person, Dean, I heard go, hey, his guy's doing this and doing this and it's working, you know? You're the first person, so thank you. I respect you. this shit, man. I respect it. Fuck yeah. All right, Bobby Green, all our best this weekend, bro. All right, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I mean, listen, how do you not like that guy? I know. You know, this is a huge opportunity for him. And Islam is the fucking truth. Islam's no joke. You know well, what I mean? Islam, Islam, is, Islam deserves to be in the spot he's at. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. But you can't, you can't overlook a guy who, can, who's, who punches as accurately as Bobby Green. For the people that don't know, it's a UFC fight, now, fight night. Makachov versus Green. It's this Saturday night. Four o'clock is the prelims on ESPN, on Eastern Time. ESPN Plus, I should say. And the main card starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN Plus. <clears throat> I felt that coming. Ugh, you're disgusting. I'm a nasty motherfucker. Dean Thomas, what you else? Man. What are you? <laughs> Listen, so anyway, go watch that footage of John Jones of him headbutting a police car. And Hold on, wait a minute. When did this come out? It came out like a few hours ago. Yeah, man, I got I to see uh, this. It's, it's, no, no, it's, it, you know what it is, dude? It's actually sad. It made me, it made me, it made me just sad. It made me just, the way he's, because it, it's sad. It's a sad thing to see. You know, I, I had a Hall of Fame thing. He, he, he was coming from the Hall of Fame, and he's, he's like crying and stuff, and he's telling me, hey, it's sad. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. I'm a, 
It's, a, gotta, bad, it's a bad look. I'm sure even DC would look at that and be like, oh, man. You'd want to hug him. I want to, I see that. I want to hug him. I want to help him. I don't, I don't look at that and say, how dare you? I look at that and go, oh, man, this guy needs some help. I had, I was in the say, I was at the Hall of, I did my Hall of Fame. I couldn't think of doing nothing, but afterwards, I had my family and friends there and family came in. You go, you have some dinner with them afterwards. I mean, what do you, this is a, a family. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the guy. I, I just wish he's, I, I, I wish him the best. I did not see, like seeing that footage. It was very depressing. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna. Ch- I gotta check that out, man. Even though, like, I I don't want to be depressed, but I, I do. I guess it's uh, I gotta watch it. Canada Morcano. It means no worry. I listen to me. What else? <laughs> Thomas. Canada Morcano is adding in the wrestling. That's uh, what the oh, fuck. Yeah. we had him on here. Uh-huh. And his jujitsu's always been fucking amazing. His striking's always been on point. But now he's getting the wrestling over at American Top Team. And yeah. now it's a fucking, it, it now I can't wait to see. I don't know why he's, his name just popped into my head because I like to sing it. He's, he's been a, man, he's always been a good fighter. I think that, you know, some of his losses may have just come from like mental issues. You know, when he fought like Jose Aldo, I think he was just like so in awe to be fighting that guy and it just yeah, didn't man. work out. But um, man, like watching him in the gym, man, he gave everybody hell. And I just saw him a few months ago. At the grappling tournament, he destroyed Chase Hooper. Wait. He what? He had a grappling match against Chase Hooper. Who did? Hanato Moicano. And he, and, he, and he destroyed him? Pretty much, yeah. Destroyed him. I was like, I, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Is Chase Hooper still in the UFC? Yeah. He is? Mm-hmm. He's a nice kid. Yeah. All right. All right, D. Thomas, what do you got coming up, buddy? Man, come on, fuck some shit, man. I appreciate you stepping up, man. How fun this was. Yeah, of course it was fun. Yeah, man. I'm I don't know. I'm working the, the Covington Miles Without Fight, and then I'm working in um oh Jillian Robertson just got a fight. So oh yeah, she's gonna be fighting JJ Aldrich. Oh what ooh, interesting. What is that? Um on the 12th. 12th of what? Of March. Oh, it's coming up. So it's like two weeks away. So yeah, so I'm doing that, and then I'm going to London for the fight. So I'm I'm busy, man. I'm working. Oh, fucking London. I'm going to London. Can I be your plus one? Do they need somebody over there? Do you want? Why don't we do it? Looking for a fight, London. We tried. Oh, hey, Rory. Rory tried to make that happen. It didn't work out. I know, man. He was pulling off all the stops. He's like, "Come on, date. I'll suck your dick." I go, "Date." I go, "Rory." <laughs> Thomas, he didn't really say that. Hey, Thomas, you take it too far. Listen, D. Thomas, I have so much fun with you. Me too, uh, man. Hey, man, I'm gonna. I'll be catching up with you soon. Me and you, we're both on cameo. Yeah, I like people to know that because people yeah. like so they like when we sing them happy birthday. You know. Yeah. Because sometimes we like to sing. I mean, sometimes we'll just be sitting here, and all of a sudden, I'll just go ebony. And Ivory together were perfect harmony side by side by side keyboard. What I forgot that one part, I forgot what it is side by side on the keyboard. Oh Lord, why don't we? On that note. 
Thank you for listening to the UFC Unfiltered. Dean, I'll catch up with you soon. All right, my man. Peace out. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody, forget about the last 30 seconds of the show. Bye. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.